What is up, y'all? You are checking out the World of WWE Podcast. I am Ant, and I'm joined by Le Champion. Le Champion, Macho Man Dan, of course. For like maybe two weeks left, and then we'll be back. We'll see. We'll see. And we're talking about the Royal Rumble coming up in two weeks. We're excited for that. We will have a prediction video out in our prediction episode that you can stream on uh, any of the podcasts are available out as well, too. But you are tuning into our Friday Night SmackDown official recap episode. This SmackDown came to you from January 14, 2022. January is already almost done. Yeah, it's already weird to think that January is almost over already. Yeah, we're like right in the middle of it. And SmackDown is coming from Omaha, Nebraska. And SmackDown kind of opened up really weird this week. Seth Rollins is in the back and he just starts like laughing in the screen. And then they go to the ring and the Usos, the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Usos come out. And they've been champions now for 180 days. And Jay has the mic, and he says, we beat the New Day, but we respect the New Day. They are The New Days are the only team that pushed them the hardest. Jimmy says he wants to let everyone know that they are the ones, and they are the best tag team in the world. And Jay says that they will be there for Roman at Royal Rumble. And Jay says we have a number one contender's fatal four-way match coming up and then they introduce the teams. Now, Dan, what are your thoughts on the Usos as champions now at this point? You know, they've been champions for 180 days. They, you know, are now obviously going to be having new challengers for the titles. What are your thoughts of them as tag team champions lately? Um, I mean, at first I thought, okay, they're only doing this to further the Roman thing. But, like, I mean, at the same time, Usos have been champions multiple times. And each time, okay, it's good. I'm not going to say it's bad. But now I really think they really fit the gimmick, I guess you could say. Like, they really fit tag team champions now. Like, they're with Roman. They, they make it believable that the tag champs. Don't get me wrong. They didn't show that they weren't. You know, like real champions, but like now I feel they show it even better. Um, I mean, I find it interesting that suddenly New Day just keeps losing to the Usos. I mean, considering the fact that like back in like 2017, they would like change hands every fucking month, but yeah, I mean, since they continue to do that and they're really going after the New Day's record for the longest reigning tag champs ever, I think. I think it's pretty good. I mean, they definitely, again, show off their real champions. So, I I say keep going, guys. You guys are doing good. Yeah, I I agree with you kind of a little bit. I do think they're good, like, you know, a tag team. But I just feel like I don't care about the Usos. I feel like they haven't done anything differently this time around than before. I know they have this new – What do you mean before? Well, like – like you said, they've been tag champions. I mean, the only real difference I feel like they have 
is their attire and their finisher, but everything else is the same old Uso from 2014. I feel like there hasn't been any... Well, no, they changed their gimmick from 2014. No, 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 that's what I mean. No, no, they changed their gimmick, but what I mean is, like, their moveset. You know, they could change their attire, but it's going to be the same old match you get. With the okay, so you can double say the super same thing kick, about the Samoan drop. You could say that about anybody, realistically. Kind of, and if you're a good wrestler, you change with the times. You're able to evolve. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. I don't feel like the Usos have really evolved. I mean, yeah, they're good tag team champions, but and they will be in the Hall of Fame. But when they say they're the greatest tag team in the world, I I kind of beg to differ. I mean, I, I agree that they're not the best tag team in the world currently, but, like, maybe at one point, maybe they were. And that's why I don't really view them as a great tag team because your tag team champion should be the best tag team in the world. But, well, listen, I'm not in their defense, they're the greatest. In, in my opinion, they're the greatest tag team in the WWE currently. I mean, the greatest tag team in the world doesn't even mean in WWE. I feel like, in my opinion, the best tag team is the Street Profits. Really? They haven't done jack shit. I feel like every match, they pull off different moves, and they... I'd like to differ, but okay. We'll have to look back at their matches, because there's been, you know, and, you know, we'll... Okay, maybe one different move each match. I mean, that doesn't really make a big difference to me, but... I mean, no, hey, I hear you. That... Listen, I hear you. I just feel Dude, like for me, when you put the two of them together, the four of them together... Just based on looks, charisma, rings. Okay, style, but I mean, to be product. fair, Street Profits have had the same gimmick since what? Since their debut? Yeah, but they debuted about like two years ago. The Usos, you know, it's okay for it to be. I'd say if they kept this gimmick up and they didn't turn heels in about a year or two, then I'll say, yeah, the Street Profits need to keep it moving. But they just started. You know, the Usos, like I said, yeah, their gimmick is different, but they're still... Okay, all right, well, can I say something then? Yeah. If, if you're saying that, then technically speaking, then technically then the Street Province has, has been a tag team as long as the Usos, which makes them believable because, I mean, if they work together for so long, if they never damage that bond that they've always had, and that make then that makes you think. Well, hey, I mean, it, they're not gonna do it in a long time. What makes them gonna do it now? And if they're not gonna do it now, then you know they work really great together. I mean, I'm just saying that. You're part. talking about the Usos. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about like how like the Usos have been together for so long. Well, yeah, because you know, I mean, Prophets, as you said, have been together for what two years, and they've already looked like they were gonna break up or something, or go turn no, heel or something like that. They were just gonna turn heel. Well, Carlos thought they were going to turn heel. Well, I mean, at the same time, you could also think they look like they're going to separate at some point. Yeah, at least, the, I, at least that's what I said. But at least that's development in their characters. You know what I'm saying? Like the Usos, like they came out first. They were we from Samoa? From Samoa? They're beating their chest with the friggin', you know face paint and then yeah and and then they evolved into whatever the day one ish thing was and then the bloodline 
I don't get really what's the difference. I, I get what the difference. I just like. feel. I just. I think it's for me. I just feel like they don't bring anything different. I feel like I. They. They literally have done the same moves since 2010, and I feel like they don't have enough charisma to do anything different. I, I feel like every single. I mean, yeah, they have good street fights, but that's because they're using weapons. Anybody could have a good street fight. You know, that's my take on it. I feel like when I'm watching them, this is going to sound a hard take. I'd rather be watching an AEW tag team match because I, I don't disagree with you on that. I, I don't disagree with you on that. I would rather watch an AEW tag team match. But I mean, in, again, in my opinion, the Usos are probably the best tag team in WWE currently. Nothing okay. is New Day. It's just the New Day. I don't know. They seem like they just kind of. Split of the years. I don't like ever since like 2019, they've just been like, uh, well, I don't know. They just haven't been their old selves, I guess you could say. I can respect that. They should. And also, also, you, you pointed out that if they did break up, it would be development of their characters, right? What was that? I said, you, you said that if they were to break up or something, the Street Profits, if they were to do that, that would kind of evolve their characters, right? No. That that's what I heard from you. No. I said that um the street profit I didn't say anything about the street profits evolving. They really haven't evolved. The only thing they've really done is they um like Carlos said almost turned heel. I'm oh, saying I heard you say something about them evolving. That's what I heard. No, 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 the Street Profits have I'm sorry, I the Street Profits haven't evolved in my opinion. They just started. They can't really evolve yet. I'm okay. Well, I, I misheard. Then I thought like you were saying they're going to evolve if they if they like, turn up. But that's my fault. That's my bad. No, no, it's not your bad at all. No, I, 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 I think the street profits are good, but I don't think they look. I respect the Usos for what they do, but it's kind of like can I tell you? It's kind of like it's kind of like the Hardy Boys. You like the Hardy Boys, but you know what you're gonna get. You're gonna get the move. You know, like I, I want to have something different. I guess what I'm trying to say is that's all. But they are a good tag team. All True. Right. So, the Fatal 4-Way match. You have Los Lotharios taking on the team of Cesaro and Mansoor. Taking on the Viking Raiders. And the last team, Shanky and Jinder Mahal. And there's a lot of action going on in this match. Shanky is huge. He hits... There's a moment where there's an avalanche drop... By all the teams. Um, Cesaro nails a Samoan drop and he swings. Eric, but Jinder Mahal makes a save. And the Los Lotharios land a cool suicide dive. And the Viking Raiders end up winning after nailing a Viking experience. And then after the match, the Usos trash talk. The Viking Raiders saying they will be one and done. So we'll talk about the match, but first... Do you think the Viking Raiders deserve to be the number one contenders out of all those other teams? Uh, I mean, it's – I don't really think either one of them are honestly deserving of a tag title shot, but that's just me. Okay. Okay. But do you – do you care about the Viking Raiders at all? Mm, no. Okay. Okay, well – I don't mind them, but I do think, again, like, I feel like they fought the Usos before and they really didn't bring anything to that match, both teams, but, okay. 
All right. Well, the match is okay, right? I mean, there really wasn't anything, you know. We just know that now will be the Viking Raiders against SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Usos. Next, we have Naomi backstage with Sony Deville. And Naomi tells Sony, I've not heard one reason why you've been hating on me. Sonya tells Naomi, you have to keep your hands off of me while I'm wearing this jacket or you'll be fired. She goes, the reason I don't like you is you came in acting like the main act when you're just an extra. So do you feel like Sonya gave Naomi a good enough reason to be mad and, and the fans too good enough reason to care about the storyline going forward? Can you repeat that? I, I don't think I heard you correctly. <laughs> it's okay. No, no. I'm, I'm, I was asking, do you think that Sonya gave Naomi and us fans a good enough reason for why they have this feud? No, no, no. Not at all. Do you care about this feud at this point? Not a damn bit. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> I kind of do. I'm waiting for the payoff. I'm waiting for her to finally get her hands on. It's the payoff. Sonia, Sonia Deville returns for us. Don't give a shit. Yeah. Well, all right, they champion. I'll move on. Next, we have the in Zane segment with Sami Zayn, and we get a shot outside of Omaha, Nebraska, and snowing. We then go to a Roman versus Seth Rollins Road to Rumble video package. But it was just like a video, you know, throughout the show. Sami Zayn brags about being the number one contenders for the Intercontinental Championship. He says, Sami Zayn says, last week Johnny Knoxville got involved in my life. Sami says that he can do anything Johnny Knoxville can do. And he has a sort of like a skate ramp, like right above the ring. And Sami is in a grocery cart. And he keeps attempting to do the stump. But every time he's like, no, stop. Don't he keeps on stalling, and eventually Rick Boog shows up, and he has a haircut now. He doesn't have long hair, and Shinsuke Nakamura ends up uh, kicking Sammy, and Rick Boogs press slam Sammy outside onto the the target mat that was outside of the ring. So, do we like the silly Sammy Zayn character, or do you think it's time for a change? I mean. A while ago, I used to love, like, the... It's a conspiracy theory. Oh, everyone's against... I I liked that gimmick. I mean... I don't know. There's just, like... I don't know. I think they're just doing shitty shit. I think they're just not really doing anything good with Sammy's character. They could do so much better with it, but they don't do anything with it. Yeah, yeah. For me, I'm a little twisted because it's like, okay, he has an issue with Shinsuke Nakamura, but now he also has an issue with Johnny Knoxville. So figure, like, the promo... Yeah, fucking figure out what you're going to do with him. Just don't have him on TV to do... To have him do one thing and then, oh, we have a problem with Shinsuke Nakamura now. Oh, I'm going to have a problem with you now, or I'm going to have a problem with you now. Yeah. I think that's bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, it's a little weird. Um... Okay, up next, Natalia is backstage with Leah. The two, the two of them have a match tonight. Natalia has three Guinness World Records, and she trash talks Aaliyah. And what does she hold? I'll tell you in a minute. Uh, Aaliyah says that she didn't that she didn't even know that the Guinness World Record was still a thing. So he set up for the match, and so Natty won records for the most female matches in WWE history, the most female pay-per-view matches, 
and the most pay-per-view wins. And she plans on beating the, like, I think there's like a... I'll say this. I don't even remember the last time Natalia won on a pay-per-view, but okay. Um, and then she also um, wants to try to beat like three point something second score. So she gets in the ring and before the match starts, she attacks Aaliyah. Aaliyah makes it like she can't fight. And then Aaliyah's like, no, I want to. And she ends up rolling up Natty in a quick pin and she beats Natty in 3.1 seconds. So Aaliyah now holds the Guinness World Record for the quickest win in a female match. So what are your thoughts on Aaliyah and Natalia? It's just something they're going back to the Divas era, but this is great. That's what it sounds like to me. I mean I mean, oh, we gotta have we gotta do it in the quickest fucking match. I mean that's kinda stupid. I mean you literally just wasted time in my opinion, but okay. Yeah no I I, I don't really give a shit about an Italian freaking what was her name? Aaliyah? Aaliyah. Yeah. I honestly don't really care whatever they're doing right there, but I mean I mean I don't even know what I mean. I just think it's kind of stupid that they're doing this. It just seems like a waste of time. Like, you could be doing something that matters. Like, fucking, I don't know, push somebody better. Just don't do whatever the fuck you're doing right there. Okay. All right. All right. Well, we then go backstage again, and Adam Pierce and Sonny Deville keep complaining about, you know, the temperature. They keep looking at the thermometer. And I'm not going to lie. During all these segments, I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, what the hell is going on? Like, are they going to, like, have someone come back who controls the temperature? Like, is there some kind of, like, because they kept... It's gonna be like, a new gimmick? Yeah, they kept, like, pushing this onto us with them being like, oh, it's hot, oh, it's cold. So I'm like, what is happening? So, anyways, then Hall of Famer Lita comes out, and Lita says that she's happy that she's home. Lita claims that she has one more run in her career. That's when the SmackDown Women's Championship. When was the, well, didn't she have a match against Charlotte like a few years ago? No, Trish did. Oh, right. I'm looking at yeah, Trish. Yeah. So then Charlotte Flair, the SmackDown Women's Champion, comes down to the ring. And she pretty much. No, wasn't she in a Royal Rumble? I swear she was in a Royal Rumble before. Who? Lita. Yeah, no, Lita was in the Royal Rumble, but Charlotte wasn't in the Royal Rumble match with Lita when she was in it. Uh, so Charlotte says that she will eliminate Lita, and she asks Lita, what will you do when I embarrass you? And then Lita calls Charlotte Tanya Harding based on what she's wearing, hmm. and she tells Charlotte that she has a giant head. Charlotte says when Trish was bored, she begged me for a fight. I broke Trish and retired her, and that will happen to you, Lita. Lita then ends up hitting a twist of fate on Charlotte, and then she leaves the ring. So my question is, should we eventually see Lita versus Charlotte Flair down the line? Well, I'm not really going to answer that question. What I really am going to say, though, is that what I'm feeling right now is that they're kind of doing what it what it seems like to me is that they're having Charlotte do the legend killer kind of gimmick like back like when Randy Orton did it. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. That's just like what it seems to me what they're doing. And I think that's a very shitty thing to do. The gimmick was great. Charlotte does not need that fucking gimmick. She don't. Yeah. She it doesn't even fit her. I mean that's just me though. I think 
I think Charlotte needs to mind her own damn business. Focus on who she's gonna fuck. Focus on who she's gonna fight for the championship, not Lita, not go in the Royal Rumble and just fucking shut her fucking mouth. But that's just me. I would love to see Lita fight somebody, whether it's Charlotte or not. I just okay, know. okay. But again, we all know that what the outcome is gonna be. It's gonna be Charlotte winning because they have to put fucking the gold. Oh Charlotte. yeah, of course, yeah. But I mean, like, if she were to even fight, like, I don't know, like anybody. I think. I think it shouldn't be Charlotte. I think somebody else should fight Lita because that way she doesn't get fucking buried like they always do with a fucking legend and fucking Charlotte. But that's just me. Because, yeah. hey, again, Charlotte's the golden child. What are you going to fucking do? I don't think Lita deserves to get buried like that. I don't think she does. I think she was a great wrestler, and I don't think she ever really deserves to be. I don't even think Trish deserved it. I mean, I never really gave a shit about Trish, but I don't think she gave. I don't think she deserved it. I don't think so either. I think Trish and Lita should both win, but it's okay. Moving on. We now have Ricochet taking on Sheamus. And Ricochet, Hurricane Raya, Sheamus over the top and lands a cool plancha. Sheamus ends up catapulting Ricochet into the side of the ring. And Sheamus nails a big bro kick to get the win. My question for you is what do you think is next for Sheamus and Ricochet in 2022? Well, First off, I think they shouldn't have Ricochet versus Sheamus because honestly, in my opinion, it was this really dumb match. I'm not trying to shit all over WWE. Like mm-hmm. they're doing this all wrong. Like they're having Sheamus go against a high flyer. I don't know. It just doesn't really match well. They don't have good chemistry, in my opinion. Yeah. I think, like for example, Ricochet should go against someone like fucking Finn Balor, for example. And Sheamus should stick more towards... I'll, I'll go back to Cesaro. They had a great feud in 2016. I think they could do it again. But, I don't know. Sheamus and uh, Ricochet just didn't mix well to me. I, I didn't care for it. I don't think Ricochet should go against him. I think he should go against somebody... Not better, because like Sheamus has won a few world championships, but, like I don't know. Sheamus just never really did it for me. Okay. He he never really proved himself to be a world champion, but hey, what do I know? It's a shameful thing. Bless your head. All right, moving on. Sonya Deville is backstage, and she's like, it's, it's so hot, and so she takes off her coat. Naomi walks in, and just as Naomi is about to beat up Sonya Deville, Adam Pearce walks in, and Naomi says that if Sonya didn't interfere, she would have beaten Charlotte. Adam Pierce then makes Naomi versus Charlotte Flair for next week on SmackDown. Then Kofi Kingston comes out and he says that King Woods is injured, but Kofi will be in the Royal Rumble match. That's when Madcap Moss. Why is it? Why is every member of the New Day getting fucking injured? Like, is it just because like Kofi hasn't Kofi been injured? But like, when was he injured? He was injured when like. I don't fucking remember. Like last year or a year before that, they're one all... of them was injured, and then the other one got injured, and now one of them's injured again. Yeah. Why? Yeah. I don't get it. It's just because you don't have anything to do with them. You just immediately say, "Oh, he's injured." It's like a walking disaster, right? Ah, oh, dude, come on. So then, Madcap Moss and Happy Corbin come out. They make fun of Drew McIntyre and Kofi. So then we go to Kofi Kingston versus Madcap Moss, and Moss gets the win after a punchline. Do you care at all about Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss? 
I think Happy Corbin is a very terrible gimmick, and I think Matt Moss is also a terrible gimmick. I don't think either one of them should be doing this crap. Mm. Um, I mean, I think Kofi should be doing better things than doing whatever the hell they're having him do. Yeah, that's just me though. I I think he could be, he could be putting over a new star, not Matt Kaimos, not him. Okay, all right. Well, we now go to our main event, and Seth Rollins comes out. Well, not main event, our last segment. Seth Rollins comes out. Seth freaking Rollins comes out to the ring. Freaking and Rollins. Roman Reigns, right. the Universal Champion, comes out next, and Reigns tells Omaha to acknowledge him. Seth then puts his fist out, and he says, for old time's sake, and then Reigns just looks at him. Reigns says, that's beneath him. Seth Rollins says he's won all their title matches when they fought each other. Reigns says, he says he's in, oh, he's in God mode now. Reigns says he's the greatest of this generation and the greatest to ever do this. And then Seth Rollins says, yeah, but could you do that alone? Seth was holding your hand in the shield. Seth claims that Roman Reigns needed the bloodline to hold everything up. And then Seth says, do you really understand who the greatest is? Seth says, I created you and I could destroy you. That's when Roman calls Seth a clown. And Roman says, if I was looking for a megastar, I wouldn't choose you. I would have chose your wife. And that's when the Usos try to attack Seth, but he's able to avoid them and walks up the ramp. So my question to you is, in this battle, um, and, you know, whose side are you on, Reigns or Rollins? Like, what do you mean, which side? Like, am I saying for, like, Royal Rumble, or just, like... Well, just, like, with this whole storyline now, do you think that Roman Reigns, you know... Do you like the storyline? Who do you think is is are you rooting for here? I think the storyline has promise. Um, do I think Seth should win? Yes. Do I think Roman should win? Yes. I think both guys are really good. I, I know they both can put on a hell of a match. Um, it just has to be the right circumstance for, say, Seth to take the title from Roman, and it also has to be the right set of circumstances for Roman to keep the belt from Seth. Mm-hmm. It really depends on when, where, and how. Okay. Right. I definitely think the... I was intrigued by the uh, the Shield thing, because, like, honestly, I didn't really understand why they were doing this at first. Why is Seth putting his fist out. Why is he doing that? Is he trying to play mind games? Because, I mean, that's not really a mind game. At least to me, it's not. Um, but then again, but then again, technically speaking, Seth has been them in most of their matches they've had with, like, for example, Money in the Bank 2016, yeah. uh, WrestleMania 31, for, like, just for those ex- as examples. But um, at the same time, I wouldn't say Seth created Roman. I'd say Roman more created the shield than anything. That's just me. Um, But here's a good question. Okay. Do you think had Seth not turned on the shield, 
and had not, you know, split up the group, do you think Rain still would have been the star that he is? Oh, definitely. Uh, okay. Not like, like he, it would have taken maybe a little longer. Maybe it would have yeah. been a quick one. But I definitely think Roman would still been on the top because at that time, you know, WWE was hot on Roman Reigns. Like, oh, my God, we got to push this guy to the top. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, I, I definitely think Roman would be the top guy. Okay. Just maybe he may have either taken him longer or just, you know, may have happened quicker. Who the hell knows how things would have gone if Seth never turned heel. Maybe it would have been Roman who turned heel and would have had Seth's position. Who knows what would have happened. Ooh. But, um... But... If, do I, would I love to see Seth Rollins win? You bet your fucking ass I would. But do I think Roman deserves to win? Yes. Because he's on such a dominant role, I think the only right time for him to lose his title is WrestleMania. That's me. If they have him lose it at Royal Rumble, that's a little weird to me. But that's, again, a lot. Like I've said this entire time, that's just my opinion. Okay. Well... Thank you for your opinion, late champion. We are at the end. Hey, my opinion matters. Yeah, to you, I guess. So, um, everybody watch and listening. Ooh. Um, <laughs> so, thank you for tuning in, everybody. We are at the end of our episode. SmackDown this week wasn't anything special. Special. I was excited. So thought the. Uh... Hot, cold crap was stupid too. That was strange. There was no payoff with that. It was good to see Lita. We know that. It was cool uh, to see her, but I mean, I, I again, she should be going against bitch hole Charlotte. Well, yeah, at least gave her a supposed to fade. We know that the Viking Raiders are the number one contenders, and we know that Naomi will take on Charlotte Flair next week. So. With that being said, the champion, do you have anything you want to say before we say goodbye? Royal Rumble better be way better than what this fucking episode of SmackDown was. I know, man. It's coming up. We it's coming up on January 29th. I also want to say this: WWE, fix your shit. 2022 just better get better. Your TV product better get. I think it will, man. I think 2022 will be a good year, I'm hoping. But, yes, thank you for listening to us, and we will see you with our Monday Night Raw recap. And then we're, you know, trugging along. We're going to go over to WrestleMania, and we are now on our road to Royal Rumble. Be safe, and we will see talk to you all soon. Bye. Bye.